Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are tuned in to episode 168 of Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We are two guys that don't know each other in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host, John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. What's going on Saturday night? What happened? How you living? What happened? How you living? I'm I'm living large. The music is cutting out for me. Is that me or you? (laughs) I think it's you. I don't know. What do you mean? It's me. It could be you. I don't know. I mean, it's usually me, but I don't realize it because I'm delusional. Well, you know, there's worse things in the world, right? I, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I hear you just fine. It's just the music. Yeah, you sound a little muffled. I don't know. I, thought I sound muffled. I sound great to me. I sound honestly. I think this is 169, 68. I yeah. sound better right now to me than I've ever sounded before. I'm not talking about on a podcast. Just in life. Just in life. I sound yeah. fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that music, though. Fuck you, impossibles. The Impossible um, Free Music yeah. Archive dot org. Not anymore. <laughs> it's all it's dead. not anymore. I don't know. Um, their name? You, we, we've talked about this a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it's what happened at your uh, gym, the spa? Have they uh, <laughs> have they uh, subpoenaed you? Called you in? I don't want to talk. About oh, that that, that yeah. No, any any uh, follow up on that? Uh, yeah, sort of. Um, as it turns out, the uh, the individual who was the uh, assailant. Uh, not the assailant, the the person who was uh, wanting to file a complaint, as it turned the, out. The thief? The thief the, who wanted to... As it turned out, there were uh, outstanding warrants on the individual. He had oh, some, really? Had some, uh, previous difficulties that he had not cleared up yet. I don't know uh, why you would uh, get the police involved in something. Well, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't the one that initiated the, the whole thing as far as any police involvement. But apparently he thought... You know, fuck that guy, and you know. Anyway, it didn't so work. So it bit out. him in the ass. It bit him in the ass. So he's uh, he's apparently uh, uh, wanted for some bad things. So was he pulled in? He was brought in. He was arrested. Yeah, he's incarcerated. Did they he's, shave his uh, dreads off? I doubt it, and I, I think that would be uh, yeah, I th- uh, yeah. I think you'd keep your dreads in jail, don't you? I don't know. Uh, well, I have no idea how it works. I just think then he would have a lawsuit and be a whole thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've heard stories. Yeah, no, I think I think if you you, you can keep your hair in jail as far as yeah, I'm I'm growing dreads. Are you? Oh yeah, I sell like, amazing like dreads. <laughs> that's right. Uh, God, that's never good. I, I you just, know why? Because it's White Boy Day. Is it really? Yeah, okay. it's White Boy Day. You didn't know that? I did not know that. Coming back, it's a big comeback for white boys. Okay, <laughs> I'm just we're, we're on a comeback. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true. Uh, we're in a downturn. Some of us should run for president if we're if we're on. <laughs> All of them are running for president. It's just white boys. It is the out. white billionaire club. Yeah, we're all doing push-ups in Iowa. <laughs> That's right. I I actually heard about that on NPR about Joe Biden. Yeah. So wait, so what happened? So uh, yeah, I think on Monday morning we'll have the interview. But there was a town hall in Iowa. Is that right? Yes, yeah. And and uh, Joe Biden sort of sarcastically, he challenged uh, Trump to a push-up contest? I, no, actually, there was, a, there was a guy in the audience that said something to him about, um, he asked him a question uh, about his son, about uh, Hunter, Hunter Biden. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, um, it was something that was kind of straight off the uh, Fox News talking points, apparently. Yeah. And 
It triggered Joe Biden it to be snarky. Joe, 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 no malarkey. Joe got, uh, Joe got pissed, and uh, he, did he roll up his sleeves, or they were already rolled up? Took his, took his teeth out just in case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, uh, so he challenged the guys. He called, called the guy. Uh, he called him fat. He said, uh, he called him, uh, you're fat or something. So he used the the f word, and uh, said, uh, you know, I can, uh, yeah, an IQ contest and push-ups. Either, either one. Pick. You know, you can do, do whatever you want. <laughs> Joe was going to take no malarkey, and he was going to take the guy to task. So, yeah. Oh, oh, that's what it was. And then I see. So the the exchange that I heard at that town hall at that, that town hall was the reporter from NPR kind of calling Joe Biden out for saying basically saying how is he different from Trump in terms of the way he reacted to that. You know, which I think really. It was it was probably Biden's actually his most presidential moment. I, th- I think it's his best. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> this best, is a post 2016 presidential moment. Uh, no, I, yeah, I think you know if you're going to be a president in today's world, you, you're, you from from this point forward. Let's just face it. The the idea that. You know, the, the the president is this person who has decorum, and they have you know they're 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 this you know this this uh, the, the old the old thing that presidents used to be, where where, where they you know they were the, these honorable figures that uh, that uh, tried to do things in, in, a, in a presidential manner. Um, yeah, that's gone. Um, I heard the cheering there. So. so there was cheering because it just what you are talking about right now, and I don't even know if Howard Dean is still alive. Do you remember the two thousand four? Yeah. Um, uh, Democratic, um, yeah. where where it was Howard Dean was running for was that was that two thousand four nineteen ninety two yeah two thousand four and and he had this rally and he screamed and his mic was up and 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 honestly it did him in yeah it did do you remember lest we forget yeah. lest we forget Howard Dean let's listen well. You guys, you have already got the picture here. I, I was about to say, you know, I, I'm sure there's some disappointed people here. You know what? You know something? You know something? If you had told us one year ago that we were going to come in third in Iowa, we would have given anything for that. And you know something? You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot how funny it was at the end. He totally sounds like a professional wrestler. But you know what? Now... Yes. That's very presidential. He yeah. wins. It would, it would, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> we should pull whatever the whatever the fuck he's doing right now. Let's get him back. Let's get him back on the team because you. Could, I think we should pull out him, and we can get um, who's the other guy that uh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> some of these guys, uh, uh, John was it Edwards, uh, the guy that is, was having the affair. You know, he was doing really well for a while. Uh, uh, was it Edwards? Yeah, John Edwards. Was that John Edwards? Yeah. What yeah. about wait? What what did he do wrong other he than the affair his wife yeah he fucked Toronto's wife i think is what the deal was um right. and he was doing great up until that moment and uh then uh even going back further than that back to the clinton era there was the uh, uh gary uh gary hart gary, gary hart, hart. 
Let's right. bring all these guys back. They they should all run. They should, they should <laughs> all have a shot. To. I don't know. Yeah, they, they, they're... Every president, move it from this point forward, it should be... Old, should, crazy, rich, crazy, white guys? Crazy. <laughs> Either you're rich or you're a politician. I don't even care if they're white. Uh, uh, it just you want them to crazy. just be crazy. As long as you're crazy, you got a little WWE in you, and <laughs> you know you want to you know you want to do it for the people. You want to yeah. you want to drain something, the swamp, the the whatever. Just right. you know, we if, we want our president to be able to snap into a slim gym, yeah, and, and, and say it loudly. Yes, and if you're willing to get impeached, I think all of them. We should we should impeach all of them, uh, every, every single one from this point forward. And, and they are all going to have, they should all have a, a, a get out of jail card because uh, it's like it's like the Trump thing. He's he's no he's he's not going anywhere. That we're this is just politics. The House is going to do their shit, and the day after the Senate's going to laugh and go, yeah, fuck, go fuck yourselves. He's back in, and we just, you know, bing, do over. He hands him his get out of jail card, and we we move on to whatever the hell's next. Uh, you know, and it's, I don't know. I'm just, I, I shake my head at every single one of these fuckers that's that's running right now. Um, and I, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's even, even Buddha Judge. Uh, Is that his yeah. name? Boot Edge Edge. Boot Edge Edge. Boot Edge. Boot Edge Edge. Buddha, Buddha, it sounds like a like a song, like a like a, I don't know, like not quite trap, but like Buddha, 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 what? Um, because it's not Buddha judge, like 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 the big fat Buddha. No, I've and seen, well, judge. I don't think so. I've seen no. T-shirts around here in Iowa because we, we're so ensconced in this shit. Because, uh, yeah, the, the, we've got. I, I saw one of the weirdest fucking commercials today. It was about. Um, it was uh, uh, Corey uh, Booker. It was a commercial for him, and it starts off, and it says uh, something about. Um, He's uh, um, one of the more popular mayors, or something like that, and then it says he's a Rhodes Scholar and blah blah blah. And they keep showing boot edge edge, and then um, there's like a you know record scratch. <laughs> no, it's not him. It's this other guy. And then Cory Booker is like, yeah, I'm a Rhodes Scholar too, and I was a mayor. And then um, that's how it takes off from that point at the commercial. But I thought it was just really weird that he tried to put himself in this same vein as boot edge edge. But yeah, I've seen the t-shirts around that they say they've, they've, they had the word boot and then edge edge, uh, you know, like stacked on top of each other. Uh, I just go Googled boot judge and, and I found a, I found a website like yeah. a, that had that as a result. Uh, Say it with me, Buddha judge with a hyphen between Buddha yeah, okay. and judge. Yeah. So I don't know. That's how I've heard it, but I could be wrong. I don't pay attention much. Is Andrew Yang still in it? Yang's still in it. Everybody's he's got yeah. money. He's got money. Yeah. Who's Everybody. the other new guy other than Bloomberg? There's another. Isn't there a new <laughs> another dude? Um, is there a new one? I don't know. The guy. The guy. I didn't even realize was still in it. The guy from Montana dropped out. Uh, the uh, of course. Uh, uh, what's her name uh, from San Francisco dropped out. Um, because uh, she's black and nobody wanted to vote for her because she's black. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I just read that on the internet today. There was somebody who was trying to say that um, the cards were stacked against her because she was black and a woman. And I was like, fuck yourself. That's the stupidest fucking shit I've ever heard. Well, yeah. I, I mean, but, but Cory uh, Corey Booker has jumped on this as well. And what they're doing is they're kind of calling out the Democratic National you know, the woke, Committee. Woke. Well, I don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's that 
black. Corey Hart wants everybody to forget. Not Corey Hart. Corey, Corey Hart is Corey, is the guy yes, I wear my sunglasses at night. Although I think Corey Booker also Corey, wears his sunglasses at night. Corey, Corey Booker wants the whole fucking United States to forget that Barack Obama was actually black and was the president, and. Um, the, with the uh, the Kamala Harris crowd that's crying now wants to uh, ignore or or uh, gloss over is and everybody knows this we all know this that if if there was a a, a world where uh, Michelle Obama decided to run for president tomorrow she would win by fucking 40 pound points she would blow the whole field away not just the Democrats she would fucking trump trump uh, and uh, it's you know yeah it's got nothing to do with any of that shit and i'm saying it's not harder for somebody of color or a minority in everyday life but once you've arrived at that level of the world whether you, you know it doesn't fucking matter whether you're pink or blue or fucking whatever it's it's uh it's just uh how well your team has sucked up to the dnc and uh, the the power elite that's in right America. right now i am showing this is today right now uh wikipedia is showing six, 15 candidates uh so who is this who's michael bennett i don't know much about him uh u.s senator sure. from colorado oh he's the colorado guy he's still in it yeah but uh, wait a second how was he born in new delhi india is he probably i some of these guys you know are I, and i don't know i'm i, I don't know his background but because if you're not born in the united states you're not eligible to become president he's probably was a if if you're the if you're a, a if there's a diplomat in your family and you're born in another country i believe you have united states citizenship no matter where you're born and a lot of these guys get dual citizenship i think like uh uh, uh the comedian uh what the fuck's his name he's uh, hangs around with rogan all the time uh, brian cowan he was born uh, um, overseas as the father oh uh, yeah his apparently his father who was born in new jersey served as an aide to chester balls the, yeah. the u.s ambassador so yeah. i guess because he has two parents who are um, born in America. Uh, no, the mother was born a Jewish Holocaust survivor who was born in 1938 in Warsaw, Poland. Uh, but I guess uh, somehow that made him eligible because his yeah. dad was working for a diplomat so and it was i think it's was uh it certainly easier uh then than it would be now to get citizenship on with mm -hmm. you know not trump's like you know unless right, you're born right. here even though his wife wasn't <laughs> yeah i don't know much about him uh joe biden and joe yeah. biden sure. uh bloomberg who just threw his hat and billions of dollars or millions of dollars he has billions, billions. but he, he, yeah. he uh sold cory booker um yeah. Who's young? Only fifty. Well, so is uh, so is Bennett. He's only fifty-five. Although the mm -hmm. youngest, of course, uh, Cory Booker, fifty. Uh, Pete uh, Buttigieg. He's thirty-seven. Holy shit! I didn't realize he was so young. He's a baby. He kind of looks like Jeremy Strong from. Uh, not really. I mean, but he. Yeah, he um, he does look like a baby faced individual yeah. though he really does. Uh, Julian Castro, San Antonio, Texas. Florida, yeah. uh, he's forty five. He what's his story? Secretary of Housing and Urban Development from two thousand fourteen. <laughs> mayor of San Antonio, Texas. Uh, mayor to president doesn't always work well. John Delaney, um, U.S. Representative from Maryland. Tulsi Gabbard, barely barely hear anything. Amy Klobuchar. Deval Patrick? Who's that? Governor of Massachusetts? Oh, yeah. He got in late. 
Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a he's a fella of color. He appears to be. Yeah, and um, uh, I don't know much about him because uh, he's. I, I thought Corey. I, I didn't realize Corey Booker was still in it. Bernie Sanders, Tom Steyer. Oh, Tom Steyer is the money guy. He's Another the hedge fund matter. He just he's the new guy. Another billionaire. He's been around yeah. for a while though. But yeah, uh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Elizabeth Warren, and then Marianne Williamson. Uh, founder of Project Angel Food. I don't know much about her and Andrew Yang. And a lot of people are thinking uh, Hillary's going to jump back in because really she was on Stern last week and she's she was on Howard Stern. Yeah, you're she, kidding me. No, she was. On so Stern. she didn't do so. Stern, you know, Stern, who had a personal relationship of some sort with Donald Trump, they they were. They, they crossed paths in New York. I wouldn't necessarily oh, say sure, they were yeah, friends, yeah. but he, you know, uh, Donald Trump was always a, 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 uh, a guest that delivered on that show. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. he, we understand, he says, I mean, people in New York knew this. He says whatever weird, he wants. Stu- weird, stupid shit. He, weird, he's entertaining. And so now Stern was not supporting Trump. He was supporting Hillary, and they really wanted her on the show. Yeah. And her people said no, which was, I think, short-sighted. I'm not saying it would have changed the outcome, but, right. you know, every now and again, you know, like a guy like uh, Al Gore, I think I've told you about this, where he was interviewed, there was a, there was a way back before streaming, before YouTube was big, this is back in the, that would have been the 2004 election, I guess. Was that right? 92, 96, Probably, yeah. two, 2000 right. election, I guess. Okay. Right. So Gore runs against George W. Bush, and then you've got like the hanging chads, and, you know, the count was weird in any way. And then George W. Bush beats Al Gore. And Al Gore was, you know, he's very, um, he's like a tree. He's like wood. He's like really just very dry, very, not a lot of personality. So there was this, uh, dvd magazine like kind of like a zine but for dvd called holfin like whale and a dolphin walfin that was what it was and uh it was spike jones you know the film director who directed a lot of beastie boys videos and uh you know the movie her and way back i think i don't know what else he directed did he do being john malkovich anyway that guy spike jones was friends with al gore's daughter and he did like a personal thing where it was tipper and and al gore and the kids and they're at the house and it was really showed al gore being like a regular guy like a nice, loving dude, and they didn't use it, and it was short-sighted. You know what I mean? Like it was—I don't even know why he made the film, other than he had a connection to Al Gore's daughter, and they put this out there on this thing. But I'm—I'm I'm sure that if they had made that film and made him look that way, I think it would have helped him, because yeah. they really had to break down that thing. And so the same thing with Hillary Clinton, because there's something about her that just seems so robotic and so calculated that. You know, even though Stern's over the top, I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have thrown her softballs, but he would have had a real conversation, a real interview with her. He he maybe wouldn't throw her softballs, but I think he's a supporter, and I don't. No, he is a supporter. I I just I and and also I think he has to a certain degree the interviews that I've heard in recent years. He's sort of matured as an interviewer, right? He's not doing like immature shtick about him. Yeah, he'll ask a sexual question here or there, but I don't think it's the focus of where he's going with most of his stuff. So I didn't hear that interview. I'm curious to. Yeah, I didn't listen to it either. Um, she was also uh, 
on uh, Conan O'Brien needs a uh, yeah on the ca- oh yeah I did friend. see that but she was on it with her daughter with, with her uh, daughter Chelsea with her daughter yeah I she's did. doing some of this stuff now so it makes you wonder well you know she's got she's not really she's not pitching anything she's her book's been out forever and she's you know there's there's no reason really for her to be showing up on these places and, and doing anything unless she's got uh, either she's just she may like the idea that it's she's just messing with people a little bit and she may also have something going on who knows. I guess we'll find out, but because I was coming up pretty quick here, and uh, so she would probably have to decide pretty soon. So, uh, or maybe she's already decided. I don't know. That would that would throw shit into that man. That would be just that would that would make things crazy. And I kind of hope it happens because it would be it would be nuts. Um, and yeah, it would uh, certainly stir things up. And I wonder what else if she if she came out and said she was running, would that cause some other weird out of left field sort of thing uh, to pop up with you know some other major figure like a Mark Cuban or somebody that's you know threatened would would they decide at that point all right fuck it I'm gonna do it I'm in you know like Bloomberg and these guys well if you got enough money you know Jesus I don't know but hey, we're, we're I guess we'll just have to wait and see when when the time comes uh, that's all we can do and uh, it can't be any weirder than it already is you you wouldn't think so I mean if you and I run. That would be weird, but no. you're already in Iowa. I think you should do it. Yeah, Can you do I it? I think it's a little late, but uh, I got I, I would not want to. No, if you're listening, you imagine, can you write us in? Would you imagine how? I yeah, I'll write us in. But do you imagine how? How uh, just how, although the, we we do this stupid ass, uh, we do this weird weird thing in Iowa with this caucus thing, which is is just dumb the way it works. Uh, they, you don't actually just go in and vote. Uh, you know, uh, simply they have this big meeting where everybody comes in and they talk, like if you're in the Democratic room, they talk about Democratic issues and there's usually some um, some resolutions or some sort of things that the Democrats locally want to uh, pass as a party. And uh, so you'll have the, for instance, around here, it'd be the Lynn County Democrats would be there and they would, you know, be talking about some, uh, there would be some individuals locally that would be given some um, informational type speeches and things like that. And they would talk about some whatever. And a lot of times it's related to maybe uh, the local labor council for blah, 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 or something, you know, whatever those kind of t- types of things. And then after that, they do the, then everybody's in this big room, uh, usually like a high school gymnasium type thing or a, or a middle school gymnasium and they get really packed and everybody stands in their group like if you're the yang group you're over here and all the everybody's standing with their their group and um once the melee starts as far as the voting goes you know they're like okay you know we've got it's obvious we've got a majority over here of of, uh you know there's more people here for barack obama right now so uh you know it looks like uh you know, you guys are out over here unless you can get somebody to, you know, to join you or something. And people will sometimes stray from their little group, depending on who they're supporting, and get talked into going over and standing with the other group. And they're kind of doing a head count. And um, they have this weird winner-take-all thing that happens, sort of, um, for the for the most part. They do end up with second and third place and whatever, but um, it's it's just a strange fucking way of doing it. It, it takes forever, and there's a lot of yelling and, and weird uh, cajoling. You get cajoled. And it's, it can be kind of uncomfortable, but it's also kind of fun. It's a good people-watching thing, but uh, it's very strange. I, I heard that in, uh, in Maine now, they do this thing, and I'm going to do a really bad job of explaining it, but basically 
you vote for uh, in that you vote for and there's a name for this that uh, I, is eluding me right now but you vote for your top four candidates and um, if oh I've heard about this yeah it's a heard, good idea actually I think it is yeah and so if your number one doesn't make it uh, is is outvoted um, the your number two may end up counting was that how it works i don't know no i think how it works is that it's like the overall votes for everyone is that you have these other you have your top four i I mean it it seems like it's better for the party yeah because it's 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 actually calculating the overall metrics of you know because if it's just one then you'll have like okay let's say biden gets you know 73 percent of the votes but what if you know he gets 50 something but then the number 2 you know has you know 90% of the people got number 2 like if it's a close thing you have i don't know how it plays itself out though right yeah, i'm not 100% sure either but you it know, makes more sense. i mean it, 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 it's it's yeah. fairer for the people maybe than the party because it, the only reason i say that is where is that that's in maine maine's doing it yeah in their at least in their primary stuff i think is how it works or, or maybe some of their local elections even i, I heard um Oh, God, who's that comedian um, that does the uh, political stuff as well? Um, Hang on, I can tell you in just a second here. Um, He does a really good job of explaining it. um, Man, he is so... Let me find out the guy's name. Uh, Jimmy... I want to say Jimmy Pardo. That's not his name, though. Um, Let me go here to Stitcher and take a look. So I found the the article. Under the new system, this is in Maine, voters will be able to rank as many candidates as they like in order of preference. The initial count will look only at their first choices, and if one candidate receives a majority, that candidate would win. If no one receives a majority, however, the candidate with the fewest first-choice votes will be eliminated, and his or her votes will be redistributed to the voters' second-choice candidates. This process will repeat until one candidate breaks 50%. I like it. Yeah, okay, yeah. I I like it. It seems more viable. Yeah, Jimmy Dore is who I was trying to come up with, if you ever listen to Jimmy Dore. He's a comedian. He's also, um, as far as politics goes, he's uh, he calls himself progressive. He's... um, uh, he's definitely not a Republican. He's definitely not uh, a, a mainstream Democrat. And uh, but he is Jimmy Dore is as knowledgeable about actual things that have happened in, in as far as um, policies and procedures and historical things that have happened in the last say fifteen years regarding politics and reasons why. He'll he'll say you know he'll he'll make a statement like Barack Obama it was basically uh, as right wing as um, uh, well if if he would if he would have been the, the, he's saying he his what he actually did when he was in office was as right wing as a as a Republican president would have been and mm-hmm. then he he'll go through point by point and tell you why. And everything he's saying is not based on some opinion, you know, or, or some sort of a, you know, uh, the way I see it is is this. No, he actually gives you real world examples of okay, in this year he did this, and this year he did that, and it's not like some made up bullshit. It's all real stuff. He 
talks very quickly though and he's very passionate about things when he explains it um he's got a podcast called the jimmy door show yeah d-o-r-e yeah it seems like he was associated or was uh um with the young turks young turks yeah 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 and uh I, I'm not nuts about his podcast uh, in in some ways because he does a lot of um, he he tries to do it in a radio style and, and an old school radio style from like in the like 90s or early 2000s where he has these fake call ins where these these you know all of a sudden the, oh, we got a phone call and phone rings and he's got he does this back and forth thing with you know oh, we got a call from you know oh some, oh some, it's some. that radio stuff did you hate that radio stuff when you were in radio or just throughout your life um, <laughs> that, you that know, bullshit like the when it was when i you know i was i was in radio at the time when that stuff was was around there was this uh there was this company called the american comedy network and if you worked at a radio station um in a market that had um, services through the American Comedy Network, um, you had exclusivity in that market. So if your station bought it, Nobody else could could air the same type of thing, so you know you weren't going to hear the same goofy phone call in two different stations in the same market. And if you did have it, there's a pretty good chance you were working at the number one morning show in that in that in that market because um, they they did a good job and uh, the stuff was real topical and it was funny and and it gave you a, an a more professional edge than the the competition uh for sure and i think in its in in you know in its time back then it was it was, it was cool stuff um is it sound does it sound cool to me now in today's context of you know living in in this century and this you know 2020 coming up no it sounds goofy so and i wish he wouldn't do it uh because it, i think it sounds dated and makes him sound like uh kind of a dork but um when he actually gets into the meat and bones of what he wants to talk about with his political shit he's the guy's fucking brilliant and uh uh, if anything, he just needs to slow down a little bit and and you know take a breath and realize that for for the rest of us who haven't heard a lot of these things that he talks about, it's like what? Wait a minute, what? Who did what? You know, I'm I'm not uh, haven't paid that close of attention. Um, he's kind of like a a left version of ben shapiro <laughs> if you've ever listened to him. Ben Shapiro. No, I haven't really listened to him, but I have a sense of who he is. He's, you know, he's very, he's, he's Jewish and he's very right wing, but he also hates Trump and uh, he's, he's pretty, I think Ben Shapiro's, what I like about him is he's very honest um, about everything. When he, when he says what his opinion is on something, he'll tell you why and, um, you know, he can, he can back it up, why he, why he thinks that way. And, he, and, he's, and he's also very quick to say, you know, if you don't agree with me or you don't believe that's true, then go fuck yourself, you know, um, and that's, you know, up, up to you. Uh, but a lot of his uh, stuff that he, he that uh, you know, I completely disagree with with him usually comes from everything with him is colored through this lens where um, it's very based on a Jewish viewpoint. And um, that whole Israel Jew, um, you know, sh the way the world should, you know, as far as um, the way we, you know, we get involved with these these wars and these uh, these things that are um, uh, put us in in these situations where, <sighs> yeah, we're in places a lot of times in the United States where we shouldn't be and fucking with people that we shouldn't. Um, at least in my mind, but in his mind, if if it's okay for Israel, then we we should be doing it. Then it makes great sense because you know that's all that's important. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. When I'm listening to these candidates, really Tulsi Gabbard, for the most part, makes sense to me. She really does. Um, you said you had liked Andrew Yang early on a little bit. I like him too. I do. I don't think he's. Uh, I think he's. I think he's. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's presidential material. I think he should at some point be uh, placed in some high level of cabinet, um, doing something super important because I think he's incredibly smart i think he's very earnest and honest about um what he's doing and what he wants to do uh i think he's got some ideas with this universal basic income stuff that um in some form maybe have some merit but um i don't think he's uh he's fleshed it out very well and i don't think that he um at least at this point, he's not backing off on some of the, some things that he said that to me don't make any sense at all. Which is the idea that we're going to give everybody a thousand dollars a month um, for a lifetime, and you know, there's certainly some people that that would change their life and they they need that kind of money and it would give them a leg up. But there's a whole bunch of other people that really don't need the money and. Uh, why would you be paying the, these these stipends out to these people that absolutely don't need it, uh, and in some cases wouldn't even want it? Uh, so um, I think I heard him talk about this. Yeah. I think he was asked by two voters. I think he was in San Francisco, and he explained that he explained how that would work. Yeah, so not everybody uh, would take it, and they, I, I I can't remember how it worked exactly, but he did have an answer for that. Out of all the guys that that I've heard speak long form, and 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 you brought up something I think that's really important. This is by the, the way, highly things. unlikely that I have ever brought up anything that's important. But no, okay, no, no, I think you did. Um, and this is the most we've talked about politics in ages. But anyway. way too much. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, somebody listens to this for the first time, they're thinking it's like a political show, and then I hope they listen again and they hear me. We don't know about anything the worst. Uh, really, and <laughs> we really don't give a fuck. But um, uh, what I was going to say was. Um, you so if these guys any one of these candidates would get on a somebody's podcast or 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 even even if they wanted to orchestrate that somehow themselves where they they did some sort of a like you said with the Al Gore thing where you, know, you did somebody you know hire somebody to to shoot a, some kind of a documentary type thing and do something that's more long form, it gives people a chance to see you in a, in a different, you know, in a different manner than these stupid little sound bits and sound clips that we have in these debates that are just fucking, or, you know, just the stupidest thing in the world. You know, dumbest way we could possibly pick a candidate is, you know, we have these people stand up and yell at each other for 45 seconds at a time. And, and it just makes no sense at all. But if they get on these longer form things, like I said, I saw Bernie on Rogan and he sounded to me like a much more reasonable person. Um, he was able to make points that were salient and, and thoughtful. And um, I had a lot more respect for the guy after I heard him, uh, you know, talk for a couple hours, you know, and uh, breathe while he was while he was talking um same thing for like i said tulsi gabbard uh, andrew yang these guys have been on longer form podcasts some of them though for one re weird reason or another and i think it's because they they're um they're afraid that maybe there's not enough uh there's not enough uh they haven't maybe formed solid enough opinions about their the the issues or they're afraid that maybe they the opinion that they do have about the issues um is is something that's going to get them in trouble at, at some point so they're afraid that they're they're going to get pulled out into deep water and drown and so you have these people like well like uh, uh kamala harris as an example um i never heard her on or, or heard about her being on anybody's podcast and uh if 
there was anybody in the debates that sounded like a complete fucking bumbling idiot it was her she they would ask her a question and she would give these strange answers that meandered and went all over the place and didn't make any fucking sense at all and then the next time she would get asked the same question she'd have a completely different answer and it's like how are you supposed to take anybody like that seriously but if you have the chance to go on somebody's show whoever you know jimmy Dore, ben shapiro joe rogan fucking conan o'brien there's all these places that are that are talking to these people um why wouldn't you do that and i know they're getting asked you know um the the the, the opportunity is there i would think they would be all over that um howard stern you know would be a great place for any of these guys i don't know that stern's going to want to talk to too many of them but um you know that's a different thing and I don't know what the numbers are. That stuff's not shared. But um, if it hasn't happened already, um, this election, certainly by the time the next election rolls around, satellite radio is fucking dead. I mean, it, it is. And for, for somebody to concentrate on some satellite radio thing, um, that medium is 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 fucking going away it's it's you know it's it's uh, it's got the knife in it and it's it's in the death spiral uh, there's there's no way that shit i mean rogan right now is an example whether you, you like the guy or hate the guy and you know doesn't matter it's undeniable that his numbers if you look at the the shit that you know you can it's easy to spot and easy to track um you know it's, it's, there's even his really boring podcasts are getting millions and millions of listens that's much fucking bigger than any satellite radio uh, thing that's happening these days um now is it as big as broadcast tv in some cases uh yes actually it is um it's probably bigger than a lot of broadcast tv and um it's going to get bigger uh, in some cases for some of these guys. So, and they can they could even they could even pull their way through a list of probably a B list podcasts, um, some of the upper echelon stuff, and uh, they would do very well for themselves, I think, as far as getting their their uh, actual message out. But if you don't have a message, if your if your uh, actual uh, platform is immature or undeveloped or something, you're still trying to figure out yourself, Kamala Harris. Um, it's not going to last very long. So that, that's what happened with her. And there's some others like that. just want to say stupid shit. All right. Um, so we should get Kamala Harris on our show, right? Or is it too late? Oh, uh, yeah. We <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck. You're in uh, Iowa, too. Yeah, it would be great. Uh, but uh, I don't know. If, if you could pick one of those guys, I, if, if I could pick one of the candidates to go on, I don't know who I would pick. I, I think probably, I think I'd like to talk to Bernie just because he's, he's kind of, He's kind of, uh, he's excitable, and uh, I don't know, not voting for him, probably, probably won't have the chance to vote for him, but uh, like I said, we shall see, there might be some people jumping in, doing some things, so um, I was going to ask you. I had, well, you go ahead, I was going to ask you a more important, I mean, not that I sure, don't care ahead. about the next election, I have a much more important question. Uh, last night, Friday, uh, December 6th, uh, yes. I had sent you a text uh, late, uh, I don't remember what time it was. It may have been maybe 8.30, 9 o'clock your time. And uh, it was inquiring if we could record. And you sent me a text and it, you were drinking tequila. And not only was there a shot glass and it looked like you were out, there seemed to be also large glasses. So it looked like you may have been drinking shots of tequila and possibly margaritas or I don't know, large glasses. Yes. So what was, what, was what, what, how did you get involved in the, um, in the neck deep in uh, tequila? 
Well, John, if you are if you're ever traveling through uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and you decide uh, you got a hankering for some uh, authentic Mexican food, uh, there's a couple good places. But uh, the one we were at last night, I would recommend uh, Los Compadres. Um, and uh, so we're in Los Los Compadres, and uh, anyway, uh, it, it's uh, this kind of they, they their specialty is as um, what they're known for is they have barrel aged tequila and they have a lot of top shelf tequilas and they are pretty generous with with the drinks so we're with another couple and uh the the uh the uh, gentleman in the in the uh, other couple uh tom when they took the drink order uh okay so i had this in my mind i'm not going to drink tequila that's that was the thought i had when when we walked in there no matter what goes on i'm not drinking tequila and so we go in and we, we get seated and they bring out the chips and uh dude comes by they got a guy that goes around with a cart and he'll do a custom guacamole thing for you this uh, mexican guy that is about uh, 60 years old and wears a big cowboy hat and can't speak he doesn't really speak english uh, but he, he'll do a custom guacamole for you uh, at the table side which is kind of kind of good it's 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 actually it's real good but anyway so he's he's doing the guacamole and the the guy comes by the the young mexican guy comes by and to take the drink order and, and uh tom the the other guy he he says uh, uh his wife orders a margarita she says i'll have a, a, a barrel margarita uh on the rocks with salt and he goes small medium or large and she says uh i'll have oh geez she goes i guess i guess i'll have a medium and so he looks at tom tom goes well i'll have a large and she goes, large? Really? You're having the large? She goes, who's driving? He goes, well, I guess you are. And um, so we all laugh about that. And then um, he asked my wife, uh, well, what are you having? She goes, large. <laughs> I'm like, really? You're having a large? Uh, how, how far is this from your home? And do you guys uh, live, do, do your, does he live in the neighborhood? Did you say he's a neighbor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty close. And so, okay. um, and they were driving. Like, did you so. drive together or, or two yeah, cars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, she's supposed to be driving, and um, so they, 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 even though in my head I'm saying order beer, don't order tequila. He looks at me after those two ordered the large margarita. I go large, <laughs> just comes out of my mouth. <sighs> anyway, so I get peer pressured, and then um, the the, uh, the the wife, uh, uh, the other couple, she says, "All right, well, if everybody else is having a large. I'll have a large." So she orders the large, and I when they, I, I was thinking the large was going to be large but not like a fucking fishbowl these things were huge this they bring these out and it was just laughable how how big these things were so we're drinking the margarita and i forgot that this place also has this thing where they get have this guy that wanders around through the through the through the area and through the the dining area and occasionally comes walking through and he's got a bottle of tequila and he will just go dump tequila on top of your drink if, if you let him hey you want a topper and he just dumps tequila on top of your drink so he's he comes by and molly the the woman the other the other woman she's she's like nah i don't want any of mine so she she does she's got the big big drink but she turns down the extra extra stuff on top tom gets the extra stuff on top my wife gets the extra i get the extra so i've already got this going on so we keep drinking and talking. It's, it's a wonderful evening. The guy comes by again. This time he's coming by, and I notice as I'm seeing other tables, he's dumping tequila in people's mouths right out of the bottle. He's just, 
hey, open your mouth. Ah, I'll dump some tequila in your mouth. I'm like, I okay, I was like, nah, I'm not, not going to do that. Um, but Rachel did, and so did Tom. They, they both got a tequila down the, it's all right. So this is a lot of tequila, a lot of, lot of, and uh, we had a lot of food too, and, and we sat there for a long time. But um, when we finally, uh, and we sat, we did, we were in the restaurant for like three hours. Um, so some of the, some of the tequila was, was uh, taken care of that way before we left. But um just because we'd been there so long, but um, at the end, when they brought out the, when they brought out the the uh, check, um, they brought out the check in the tray, and he b- brings it out on a tray with four shots of tequila on the tray, and yeah, that was that, that was wait how how far in was that? How many big ones? Uh, one one of the giant fish bowls with the topper with the extra dollop of of alcohol on top. Rachel that's fun. That's necessary. Both had the shot in the mouth. When you asked me about that, all I could think about when when it, he was coming my way with the shot in the mouth, I was like, uh, all I could do was flash back on. There was a time where I was in this bar many years ago, and um, the specialty in this place was something they called an inverted margarita, which was you would put your sit on a stool and you would lean back and put your he- head on the bar, and they would dump they would mix a margarita right in your mouth um, with your mouth open, which was a dumb, dumb idea because I had like a fucking blackout drunk that night. It was like, it was like, you know, one of those nights where you, the next day you wake up and go like, what the fuck? You know, where was I? You know, it's like the last thing I really remember is being in, in that bar and uh, doing those uh, inverted margarita things. And uh, yeah, not good at all. So I was like, I got to avoid that. But we did sit there long enough last night. I did drink the shot. Um, and then we sat there for a long time afterwards and, um, not saying it completely wore off or anything like that, but we did sit, sit for a long time. Then Molly, who had had the least amount of alcohol, she actually drove while the rest of us uh, told her, slow down, slow down, you know, that kind of stuff. She, she shouldn't have been driving, I guess, actually, but do you, do you have a reliable, uh, Uber Lyft or some other? We do. Should have Ubered. Should have Ubered. Should have How far? How far from home? Um, It was, uh. But how far from home? Five miles, Maybe. No, so it wouldn't have been an expensive. I'm just saying it, it would have been an option if you felt like eh, Probably we could just do that bucks. and then deal with it in the morning where two of you could have driven and picked up the car. Yeah, easily, easily. It would have been less than 10 bucks Uber, I'm sure. Sure, sure. So you were going to ask me something. I've had, not, I've had no tequila. All right. Just, but what was it? Were you gonna I didn't me? feel too bad today, though. I, yeah, I yeah. That you said that this morning, which that's surprised what sucks. me. That's what sucks about being uh, an adult. Um is, is being an adult that's what sucks it's called well, responsibility night, well all i could think of last night is we were sitting there and we were talking and and uh uh you know uh, you know having a good conversation all that but like about every five minutes or so the thought would pop into my head was you're gonna feel like shit tomorrow you're gonna feel like shit tomorrow you're gonna feel like shit tomorrow you know and uh, I was really surprised this morning when I woke up that I didn't. But uh, uh, no, what was I was gonna? Oh, I was gonna ask you. You last time you and I had talked, uh, talk talked. Actually, you were uh, you were car shopping. You were in the middle of yeah, having nothing. No, no, not, not there. The nope, no, no car. Nope. And uh, tomorrow is the second to last day of my job for uh, shooting. So shoot tomorrow, which is Sunday, um, the eighth, and then. And then on the 9th, we shoot on Monday. And then I'm not sure how much longer I'll work on the job. Uh, so what I'm thinking about doing is uh, I have the rental van 
for work mm-hmm. right. is uh, return the rental van. I'll call up the guy on Monday and let him know I'm returning it soon. Don't know exactly when, but when I return it, hey, can you just give me an, what kind of economy car do you have? And can you give me the best deal for it so that I can rent a car? Yeah. And also make sure that if I rent it, it's unlimited miles and I can return it somewhere else. So that way I can return my work vehicle. And then I'm about 45 minutes to an hour from my work office down to my home, to New Jersey home. So, so figure that out and have a car and then quickly get something. I I don't love the experience of uh, looking at cars. I went to three dealerships, looked at three cars and, uh, yeah, it just it just feels like it's a lot of pressure, you know, and I don't want to settle on something and I don't want to spend a lot of money on it. You know, and I you want to spend under 10,000. What's that? You were trying to decide between the Range Rover and the Tesla, is that what it that, was? It, it was the, it was the Cybertruck and then I realized it's not out <laughs> yet and then I just have to pay $100 and then I have to wait and then I was like, you know, and I probably shouldn't have gone there with uh, golf balls and thrown them at the window of the car and, and it was Sad. Yeah. It's a sad existence. What about, no, uh, I, uh, what I'm about looking that, at uh, minivans because I'm a winner. Yeah, minivans. Yeah, I was looking at minivans. Um, what about that uh, asshole sunning thing? Have you been you the been, what? The sunning your asshole. Have you, you have you been? Is that going on out there? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm no. I'm being serious. I really don't, and I'm I'm really sad. I'm gonna. I'll listen to you, but I'm gonna start to Google, and I'm gonna regret. This so, is gonna be my biggest regret of Googling anything. There's actually a word for your taint. It's uh, per, perineum or something like that. I mean, yeah, that's like, right. That's right. Per, perineum. Per, if you can spell that, sunning, or or do asshole sunning. I think if you if you Google that, um, you're gonna come up with some information. Oh, perineum sunning post going viral. Dermatologists warn against replicating. All righty then. Uh, this is not a thing. Where do you see this thing? This is a lore magazine. That's a legitimate this is, publication. Yeah, this is actually a thing. There's been some uh, apparently. Um, there's been some some stars, some celebrities that have been uh, espousing the benefits. I don't know. Exactly. I, no, no. I mean, this is the dumbest. I don't even need to read this. I'm sorry I've gone this far. Dermatologists are warning people not to try perennium sunning. The viral trend of purposely exposing your taint to the sun is neither beneficial nor safe, <laughs> doctors say. No shit. Really? That's, <laughs> that's good. Ah, fun. I, don't, I don't. I don't understand why they're saying it's. They just. They do this blanket. It's not safe. Come on. I mean, I understand if you're out there for. You know, you don't want to do it for too long. You don't want to like. You know, sunburn your taint. But uh, seems like a little little airing out of of the nether nether netherlands down there might probably do some people some good a little bit okay have you seen the instagram post that this might be based on that has 3866 likes um metaphysical megan megan is spelled m-e-a-g-a-n and there's a sun emoji perennium sunning sun emoji and she has like a bob she kind of looks so uh, sort of use some sun thing completely naked laying on her back on a rock which looks like it could be in arizona or something or who knows with the feet pointed up to the sky and their hands on their toes and 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 it's just with the it is for the past few weeks i have included sunning my bum and yanni 
flower into my daily rising routine. Many of you have been asking about the benefits of the practice. 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole is the equivalent. 30 seconds. 30 seconds of, <laughs> How could that be of sunlight on your butthole Somebody. is the equivalent of a full day of sunlight with your clothes on. See, I... I I don't doubt that this is a dumb idea. I'm not saying it's 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 right. it's, a, it's wise. Uh, you know, it, it seems like a dumb idea. Okay. But I, I these this blanket statement that it's bad for you. I I'm not buying that. There's so much more here. There's so much more. I think here unless you stick a cigarette ta- in your ass. Taught by raw underscore of underscore earth and at certified health nut. Um, the emphasis. On nut, this is an ancient Taoist practice that's been around for a while. Things I've noticed personally in my reality since I've implemented this, there's a sun between, a sun emoji before I do surges of energy almost immediately, better sleep, better connection to my sexual energy and control of my life force, so much creativity flowing through my life and bumhole, attracting my de- didn't write that attracting my <laughs> desires and intentions with ease, attracting soul tribe and people who are on the same frequency and wavelength as me. I'm spending a maximum of five minutes in the morning doing this. Ra of Earth teaches that thirty seconds is more than enough sunshine exposure down there. This is truly more energizing than slamming cups of coffee and is a great alternative to consuming neurotoxic coffee and caffeine that can disrupt your adrenal gland health this is such a simple game-changing practice this is try it out and let me know your experience you can do this any time the sun is out i prefer early in the morning naked in nature 2633 comments that is i think it sounds i think it sounds fantastic myself (laughs) (laughs) i just don't know how i you know the only thing that that upsets me when i think about it is i just exactly how do you how do you position yourself to get your to get your arse up there to to exactly you know is there some sort of like if you had a teeter-totter you know and you could lay on the teeter-totter and kind of Get your legs up in the air, and that might be a way to get it. Teeter totter. How old are you? I had a teeter totter. A teeter totter is like a, it's like a seesaw, but it's it's sort of a. Come uh, on, everybody knows what a teeter totter is. (laughs) Playground equipment's it's all it's all it's all fun. Teeter totter. No, yeah, the Mary. What was that thing where the you know the the uh, they had that also that other thing that you could you, you. it's like a platform that spins, you know, with handles. You know, they got the grab grab bars, and then you push it and make the the whole platform spin around in circles. Big metal thing. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not sure what, what you're saying. I know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. I love that thing. Actually, that thing is awesome. Where? Yeah. yeah. They don't exist hardly anymore. You can't even yeah. hardly find those anywhere in the United States. I know where one is located. Uh, it's close to, to, to where I live. Um, there's like this old park that's, uh, for some reason, they haven't taken it out yet. But generally, those have been removed everywhere, and as, as have teeter-totters. because Well, teeter-totter uh, essentially is a seesaw. Yes, and you the, you know, the typical you know, kind of bully uh, playground uh, trick was to, you know, you'd be, you, you had to Oh, I know what it was. Yeah, you you had to have this this trust between two people that are doing it because right, it was, it one was, person could yeah, get off and could, the other person it, could 
if they bail and you're in the up position, it could be you yes. fall. Yeah, it could yeah, be yeah. you could you can injure your uh, your sunburn perineum. Perineum. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, that taint any fun at all. <laughs> all right, yeah. So, so um, what else has been going on? You, you know, so this show you're working on. Yeah the uh, the trial of the Chicago Seven. Uh, right. okay. it, uh, we it commence. We we finish finish um, uh, you know shooting. And you said you've been seeing uh, Sasha uh, Baron. Well, Cohen. I haven't seen Sasha Baron Cohen in a while because I'm not on set much. But when we were when we were shooting at the Baptist Church in Patterson, New Jersey, which was five of our sets, we the main one being the courtroom is a lot of the you know lead actors were working, and um, he was there quite a bit. So I, I did see him. Whenever I was there, I would see him because in the parking lot of, of the of this location, they had the campers. So I would see him come in and come out. I saw Frank, Frank Langella, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and uh, Eddie Redmayne, a lot of uh, big names. Yeah, so this got everybody in a bunch of them anyway. Yeah, and I mean, it's not a big budget film. I think the budget was about $30 million, which may seem like a lot of money to a lot of people, but in this film world, not so much. So I was reading about, there's a movie um, that, uh, maybe you're aware of this, but uh, I was really surprised. Uh, there's a movie, I'm just looking right now. Um, okay, Steven Soderbergh, director. Uh, so he's a yeah. film director, right? Soderbergh. He's a great, yeah, big big name film director, yep. yep. Yeah, Sex, Lies, and Videotape was like his first film, independent film, many years ago, one of the first features. And so he shot a movie called High Flying Bird. Yep, I'm and aware. Shot completely on iPhones. Yes, on iPhones for Netflix. The, high, yep, the whole yep. thing. Yep. It wasn't the first film he shot on uh, on iPhones. I think he had done another one as well. They said uh, it was a budget of less than two million dollars. Two million dollars wouldn't there. wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well, it seems like a lot of money to the to the, to the rest. But of But it's the world. not. It's not, especially nowadays. Not not for film. Because they got to pay people like John Michael Craig to drive around in a van, and that's that's a price. Um, people, I think there'd be plenty of people that would be very surprised what I'm paid to do the job that I do. They'd be like at the on the set there. They'd be like, "Hey, John, go get some more iPhones. We're, we're out of iPhones." And then he takes off, and there's a million. Millions gone. It, it, it goes quick, but uh, yeah, they shot the whole fucking thing on on uh, on iPhones. I was just reading the description. I don't know if the, the plot doesn't really sound like something I'd be hugely interested in, but it's a it's, yeah, it's an NBA lockout of some sort, and then yeah. I think there's um, a manager agent uh, who's trying to get his rookie rookie client um uh, a way to th kind of think outside the box and make money yeah right yeah. it's just sort of this idea that the players can be bigger than the league in the game to a certain degree yes. right like that there's money to be made yeah so i, I think but i don't know i didn't i started to watch it and then i just didn't care I might watch it because then I might. I, I was thinking if uh, if it looks that if if it, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to just I'm going to try to pay attention if it looks easy I may I may start shooting a movie. Um, yeah, I haven't watched it. I tried to watch it. Like, I tried to watch it. The Irishman. The Irishman. I didn't do well with it. No, that's why you're that's why you're yawning. That's it's, <laughs> it's three hours and thirty minutes, and it's like try to get through the mm. try to get through the Irishman. No, I've uh, we the first night uh, I watched like an hour and a half. We talked about this last podcast, and uh, then uh, I waited like three or four nights, and I uh, 
I was tired when I started this. I was like, I don't know why I'm even starting it, but I'm going to try it again. And I, I didn't go back from the beginning, even though I think there's probably shit I, I missed. Um, and I probably would have been better off watching from the beginning. But I, I picked up where we where we stopped and uh, watched again for about another, I don't know how long I fell asleep, and uh, I've not gone back to it. So um, two, two sittings and still not gotten through it. Um, so, you know, I was liking it. I, I was, you know, but um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of development, character development in that movie that seemed like it was there was taking a long time, taking a long time to get to the point. And I don't know what the point was supposed to be, other than it's a it's a true story about some guy apparently. But uh, we'll see. I started watching. Uh, also, started watching another fallen asleep story. Um, Watchmen, and I thought that was really good. I've uh, heard good things about it. I was talking to the guy that I drive, and he's been watching it, and he said that uh, each episode is very stylized and very different. Yeah, it's very, very, very well done, and I'm and I'm yeah, and I'm really, really fucking confused. Uh, um, uh, I yeah, I think he said something similar. He said he wasn't sure that he was able to follow it, but he still enjoyed it. Everybody that I've talked to is is like, um, if you have to watch an episode twice, you know, just go do that. If you feel like you don't didn't really, you know, didn't really get it, and you and you still probably won't get it for the first couple episodes at least. But everybody that I've talked to about it that's gotten very far th- through it is is like, oh my god, it's 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 amazing. Um, Lopez, uh, Jeremy Lopez, Lopez Radio. Um, He's a big fan of it and has been watching it. And that's that's I think he's one of the first ones I heard talking about it. And I, I thought, yeah, I got to get back in. I got to start catching up. I those the stuff that's been on HBO lately. Um, I'm way behind on. I got to go back check it out. Oh, tonight, today's Saturday. Tomorrow is the last episode of uh, Silicon Valley. Yes, I saw the. Uh, I saw, I'm caught up. Thing. Yeah, saw the trailer thing for that. Um, by the way, uh, did you hear this story about news about uh, the news that you dog and dog years? The one that, uh, I, like, you know, a dog, uh, one one human year like is... is Seven? Does right, so there's a calculator. There, yeah. We've always thought seven years per per human year, that's seven years for a dog. So how old, how many dogs do you have? 17? I have no, uh, four, two? four dogs. Four dogs. Four dogs. All right, so give me give me the age of uh, your youngest dog. Uh, youngest dog is uh, the Chihuahua Gigi, my Chihuahua, and oh, I should have told you the story. I had a story about fucking what? Chihuahuas. Um, it, we'll we'll get to that. Okay. Um, yeah. Even though we're we're getting a little long, but I still want to tell the story, otherwise I'll forget it. Um, it's kind of weird. Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, Gigi is four. Okay, hold on. Exactly four? Or you don't know the exact four-ish, five, maybe four to five. Somewhere so let's call it four and a half. Four and a half. So four and a half would be four times seven is uh, that's twenty eight, and twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, thirty one. So let's calculate that, and uh, I'm going to calculate it right now. If my phone, my phone is not <laughs> working, it's slow. <laughs> Have a Google device. Um, hold on, I'll go. I'll Siri, do it on the internet. Say hey. No. Okay, uh, oh wait. Okay. Wait. Wait. I don't have um, oh God, this is terrible. What happened? This is where we didn't. <sighs> so, go ahead. Tell me the story about the Chihuahua while I try to figure out this. So, I, I, my my father in law is he's a he's a pastor, with, right? He's he's a, yeah, and he's obsessed with Christmas. He's he's he has like thirty seven uh, uh, Santa Claus cookie jars. 
He puts when he decorates for Christmas at his house, he puts up like seven Christmas trees in their house. There's like a and not not like small trees. I mean like full blown um, themed trees with these intricate ornaments and they play music and all kinds of crazy shit. And he really gets into Christmas. They, 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 it takes him uh, between the outside and inside Christmas decorating. It might take him like a month of, of serious, serious decorating to get Christmas put together at his house. So he's, he's really into this stuff. And he has people come over um, at Christmas season, people from his church and stuff like that. And he'll have uh, people come over and they do car- like caroling and you know, all the traditional goofy Christmas stuff. They, he's, he's really into this kind of stuff. So anyway, he had spotted this. There's a big Victorian home that um, is in Cedar Rapids that sits high on this hill and it's, it's a kind of a spooky looking place. And... Um, it has been it's been uh, renovated in a, in a major way, uh, and uh, the guy that lives in this home apparently is also a Christmas fanatic. Uh, that my father in law found out about somehow that uh, you could tell by going by the place there were all sorts of uh, uh, trees on this massive front porch and um, all sorts of decorations. And somebody said, "Well, this guy uh, is uh, he's he's into it so much that he will occasionally he'll let people come in and he'll do tours uh, in, in in his home and." Uh, you can uh, you go go through and do a tour of the home if you get permission from the guy. So my father-in-law went and asked the guy. and went and knocked on the door and got permission. And, and so he had a group of people uh, that um, from his church that were going to tour this guy's home. And they asked if we wanted to go. And we're like, sure. And so we asked like, some friends to go. Uh, <laughs> Because of the house that we're all we're all intrigued by the house because it's this massive three-story Victorian home and it um, just really looks uh, uh, just kind of foreboding from the outside. It looks crazy even though it's uh, like I said it's been really nicely renovated. You can tell from the outside. So anyway, we we uh, are greeted by this guy, the owner guy at the uh, um, Mark at the. Uh, at the home and he was standing out on the on the front porch which has got all this it's just really decorated even on the front porch he's got this um christmas jacket that he bought somewhere that's one of these you know st- newer thing that somebody's done that's got a whole bunch of it's a holiday thing themed thing and it's got snowflakes and snowmen and all sorts of uh, it's very busy there's a lot of stuff going on and he's got um these same thing with some socks that are very visible that are christmas themed and um dude's got real long hair and um he's uh, he's he's kind of a, he's kind of a effeminate sort of guy he's very uh um i don't know uh he, he was different, I guess, put it that way. Um, um, nothing wrong with that. Really nice guy. I, I enjoyed, you know, when I first, you know, walked up and I said, how are you doing? And my name's, he said, my name's Mark. And I said, I'm Colin. And I said, you, you know, your porch is really beautiful. Yeah, I still, and I told him I'd been in this house 20 years ago. I knew somebody that owned the house when it was a complete wreck and was going to renovate it and didn't and i said i've been in this thing when it was getting completely torn apart and was in really you know major state of disrepair wasn't heated or anything like that it was it was it was a complete dump a complete wreck and this is just amazing to see this he goes well he, get, he said i'm gonna really love getting your reaction then from when you go inside so we go inside and the reason the chihuahua thing um made me think about this was because he has a, this ancient chihuahua this old chihuahua uh that's super nice this old chihuahua that he said was named champ and uh champ was following me around a lot as we were doing this tour but this place when you got in there it was i mean he had christmas stuff all over but it was like victorian christmas stuff uh kind of like he'd found antique stuff this guy spent a shit ton of money in this place but it was like the adams family kind of 
thing inside. Everything was very dark and darkly lit, other than the trees, which had you know ornaments and you know, Christmas lights type stuff. But they were all, again, theme-type things. He had white-flocked ones that had all white ornaments on them, and he had all this stuff going on in three levels in this house. Uh, and he said, go through the whole house. Go through wherever you want to go. And I was like, do you live here? He's like, yeah, I'm up on this I, I, up on the second floor. He had um, this bedroom up there, and he's like, just walk through everywhere. Go through everywhere. And so we walked all over this guy's house with this little chihuahua and, and uh, mark the uh the guy that was uh he was god he was he was uh i don't know he was uh he was a nice guy to let you in his home let you look around and he was very uh he was very into all of this but it was uh there was a lot of religious uh stuff in there like antique religious uh weird was old. it kitschy not it was more scary than kitschy it was like mm-hmm. he had a lot of uh like uh weird angels and uh jesus looking at you everywhere pictures and uh, a lot of really dark uh really dark themed antique kind of religious stuff along with a lot of uh christmas stuff and um it was weird because i there were three three floors and he'd be around standing there beside me and i'd be talking to him for a while and i then i'd think and there were quite a few people walking around the house and i was just kind of I was feeling kind of a little bit at edge and then I, I would like think all right i'm going to go up this other level i'm going to kind of get away from him a little bit and then it seemed like um i'd be standing there talking to somebody i'd turn around and then he was standing there <laughs> just like he fucking appeared out of nowhere i was just uh so glad to get out of there i was so glad we went because I'm, I'm every time I go by that place now, it's gonna be like, wow! I'm gonna be like, I was, I, yeah, that was really interesting. But um, I was never so glad to get out of a place either. When we walked out, I was like, oh my god! And so, did you find out if Mark suns his perennium? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch. (laughs) Yes.